Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining another episode of Speak Your Truth podcast with me, your host, Sonia Majib. I am an integrative health and wellness coach as well as transformational healer through my own journey and life's work. I love to help people awaken and expand their consciousness by bringing in new perspectives and growth. And this show is for people who are passionate about health, wellness, the spiritual journey, and I invite leaders and light workers from all walks of life who are paving the way and helping to create a better planet by inviting them. And so today we have an amazing, valuable being of light that I'd like to introduce you to. This show is going to be all about the Lion's Gate, which is on August 8th. It's on August 8th every year. So I'd like to just start off by introducing you to Stefan Altair. Stefan's background is in spirituality and it has its foundations and the teaching of Buddha with the teachings of Buddha, Krishna and Bodhisattvas, as well as Christ, the archangels and divine mother. He's been blessed by the teachings of Yogananda and Dalai Lama, as well as many other well-known teachers for over 30 years. He comes to the field of transformation, healing, and awakening with over 25 years of formal and intensive, mindful, and heartful training, a background in teaching and education, and degrees and certifications in counseling, alternative health, business, and mindful and heartful education. He's also the co-founder of Raising Our Vibration Community, and I'll let him tell you all about that. But today we're gonna we have a very special show about the Lionsgate energies. Stephen's also a trained Vedic astrologer, so he's gonna bring us practical insights uh, with the energies going on right now. We're gonna deep dive into just an organic conversation, and then he has a very special activation transmission for all of us who are gonna tune in to this divine energy wherever we are on the planet. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you too, Sonia, and love and blessings to everybody out there. I'm truly honored and blessed by everyone, and everyone is a light being, and everybody has at their heart the Buddha and Christ and Divine Mother consciousness. So as you're listening to this, bring that to mind, that you are that, that you are the ones that are going to make a difference in this world, and you are the ones who are going to draw together this one humanity that we all are, and also bring this era of love and compassion and wisdom and awakening more and more present. I mean, we see it in our society at the moment. We can see the turmoil and the struggle and the suffering that's going on in different parts of our planet. And it reminds us how important we are in terms of bringing our awareness, in terms of bringing our wisdom, in terms of bringing our support and love to just our local community it, it's everything is bringing us back again and again to what's present and that's us the heart of the buddha the heart of divine mother and our communities that we can serve so i truly i'm deeply honored to be here with you sonia and it's such a wonderful opportunity to share with you mm, thank you so much i've i was looking for the perfect person i saw one of your posts and we haven't connected in so long and I was like, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Over, over the years, I've put out a lot of information on uh, the port different portals and also the Lionsgate portal in particular. So it, it's, this is a tremendous time for, for us all. I mean, the, the, 
in as much as this struggle, there's all, also this incredible opportunity to wake. And I think that because it's really right here and present, and especially at, at the time of the Lionsgate, it is a, a, a really a grand opportunity to actually go into retreat in yourself with your friends and actually share and touch the heart of Di Divine Mother. Because in fact, that's what this, the energy of this particular portal or at 8 a.m. on the eighth day of the eighth month and coincidentally the moon not really coincidentally but right. the moon the moon is also in eight degrees of Aries at mm. that exact time so we've got eight 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 yes, all, yes, all lined yes, up yes. and that's that's an incredible that's in incredible potency you know there is a the 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 womb of divine mother is actually all about us awakening to the power of nourishment in ourselves and our and our ability to nourish others. So yes, I've got a I've got a lot of insight that I can share. All of it comes from ancient Tibetan and ancient Vedic scripts, so it's very useful. It uses some unusual terms, but that's just to get you help you get your head around that. Really, we we've got to shift our state of awareness. We we it's time to shift our consciousness into unity and into one humanity and stop looking for all the divisiveness and and also start to do away with all the old orders. I mean, it's it's very clear. You can see the struggles that the leadership is having, having around our world that enlightened leadership is needed. Yes. And our current leaders are, are just quite simply struggling yes. because they don't know. They don't know their own true soul purpose. They can't see the the unified sole purpose of a country well so if you can't see your own individual purpose you're going to have a lot of difficulty leading people into a collective sole purpose for a country let alone a world so i think that's been really apparent it's, it's no surprise that there's so much upheaval in different countries and there's so much divisiveness coming out in different issues and that's purely because i think people are waking up and saying we've had enough this is this is clearly not working and we're not being guided in a really deep and connected way any longer so yeah time for it to change and that's that's all that's part of what happens when a, a consciousness awakens especially on a collective level like it's doing in the world at the moment absolutely 100% yes and in everything you said and I feel that uh, oftentimes when I'm looking at these people in power in the government, especially, and I'm pretty sure that all of our collective hearts are mirroring back to them, their own just lack of, I don't, I don't even know how to say this, lack of integrity, lack of just connection to their own hearts. Uh, it's like I'm watching puppets and, and I'm sending them all kinds of love and going, it's time to wake up. But I, I believe that it's happening through all of us and eventually it will mirror back very strongly where, you know, I feel like the rest of the collective cannot deny it any longer. Having said right. that, um, there are so many people waking up right now and that's why I wanted to have this really amazing, juicy conversation. Uh, can you start to talk about, um, for the people who tune in that are not spiritually awake or uh, tell us a little bit about Lionsgate, the significance of it, um, and just a, a nugget on, you know, um, so they can kind of catch up to speed. 
Okay, so so if if we look, you know, it, so for example, if you're listening and this is you're coming, and you're thinking, oh, what a strange conversation. What's this about Lionsgate? And what's this about awakening? So in ter simple terms, for most of our lives, we live in a very physical subject or object oriented world where we perceive what we see around us is the only reality. And when we look around, we see things, very sort of hardline objects and we think, oh, there's a virus, there's a lot of conflict, there's a lot of difficulty, I'm losing my job, there's not the same security. So we tend to look at it in that perspective, which is really a first layer level of reality. And it's very understandable because the physical world and our five senses are extremely uh, illusory. They, mm -hmm. they grab us. It's easy to grasp onto because it's the first things we see. But we're not digging very deep. We're not sometimes even aware of our own intuitive powers that can take us beyond. So the second step is really, or the second level, is you start to question. And one of the big things about conflict that's happening at the moment is you start to question deeply about, well, what is the meaning of my life? And hey, look, I'm losing everything, including potentially my health or relationships because you've been cooped up together for so long and having arguments or you're having challenges with your job or your bosses or and you want to you just want to be free. So the second level, you, where do you turn? You, you turn inwards. You have to do what's called interoception or a turn inwards to the invisible world. Now, if you look at the, say, quantum physics, quantum physics will tell you that what we see out there is only perhaps 1% of what actually exists, that in between that, as David Bohm says, there is an invisible world or an indivisible order that is intelligent, that underlies everything else. So it's a bit like looking at the night sky. When you look at the night sky, you say, ah, oh, that's it, I see the night sky. That's what it is. That's, there are those stars, I see them. But in mm -hmm. fact, you're only seeing that tiny portion of the entire cosmos that your eyes are picking up right at that moment. So it's sort of like looking at the stars and just saying, oh, that's it, isn't it beautiful? But in fact, you're missing the complete picture. In fact, there is awareness in between those stars. There is a, an indivisible order that or the invisible world that exists. So you start to turn inwards. That's the second level. And you become aware of these subtle energies that are awakening, awakening in you because you can feel them. They, they tend to be clouded over with stress and conflict and you know uncertainty. But when you reach a still or silent or spacious space inside yourself, you start to become aware, oh, there's actually energies that are running around my body. There are energies within me that I haven't been aware of up till now. And so part of you starts to wake up. You're aware then that there's not just a physical subject, object, objective world out there. But, but as quantum science or quantum physics says, there is an invisible world which you are. You're no different than the stuff of stars. You are literally made of the same stuff as the stars themselves. Therefore, once you start to turn inwards, you have all kinds of experiences. People experience energy awakening, light awakening, mm -hmm. bliss awakening. There's all kinds of uh, direct, you go from an understanding that there is an invisible world into uh, an actual experience of the invisible world. And that's, it brings you more towards level three when you start, or the next level, uh, when you actually start to wake up. And what happens is you start to wake up to your awareness. 
So if you're, to give you an example of this, if you're listening to me right now and you're sitting and you're watching your computer or you're listening to your computer or your phone or whatever, which we're kind of constantly tied to, just bring your awareness back a little bit from it. So hold it out from you. Look away from it. Don't, don't let it draw you in for a moment and look above your phone or above your computer and just look at the space around you and you'll be aware that there is an awareness in the space. You'll be aware of a spaciousness. You've suddenly gone from this intense focus to loosening. You just loosen your awareness a little. Now, if you're sitting in a room, try sending your awareness up into a corner of a room and look back at yourself sitting there at the computer or with your phone. So send your awareness. Now, you'll be aware something different happens. You open up to... Oh, oh, I feel completely different. I'm no longer locked in to this world of my phone or computer that I thought of, but I'm actually starting to become aware of awareness as a much bigger potential. So now try switching the, your awareness to the back of the room behind you and see if you can feel and see yourself sitting there at your computer or with your phone, but from behind you. And now come through and strike into your heart. Stay right, stay unhooked from that mind, that, that objective reality. Just feel into your heart. Suddenly, as you're in your heart, something different happens. Oh, you feel in a completely different space altogether. You're still able to interact with your phone or, or with people, or but you start doing it from the space of the light of awareness in your heart. You actually begin to feel things in quite a different way and you perceive them differently. You think, you look around now and you're aware of awareness all around you as lively, vital. It's like luminous. It's got a, got a, a, a shine to it, a brightness. Suddenly, awareness is not just what you've been locked into with your physical senses, but it's started to go beyond it. And that's part. So now if you just bring your awareness back again, be, be aware still of your computer and your phone, but don't get sucked in. And this is a really wonderful experiment for people to do really quite practically, to just be aware of, oh, you're right. I was just so tuned in. I was not aware of anything else. My awareness wasn't vast which is actually the nature of the universe and cosmos itself. It's vast, right? It doesn't right. just stick on one single focus. It is, it is vast. So you can start to be aware of awareness that is vast, of aware of awareness that's timeless. Because there's, a, there's something that happens when you do that. When you unhook your awareness and you send it up into the corner of the room, for a moment, if you do that again, go up to the corner of the room, look back at yourself, something happens, right? You just for a moment, you're taken out of time altogether. I guarantee you, you weren't looking at your watch. You probably weren't even aware of your computer for just that moment. There's a sense of timelessness. So the awareness is not only vast, it's also timeless. But also it's incredibly clear. So just for a moment now, you're starting to turn into awareness that is really clear. So it's like empty clarity and bliss. So something's happening into you too. There's a, there's a warmth in your heart. There's a warmth because instead of being in your mind, looking out through your eyes, you've unhooked, you've shifted awareness right down out the back. You've felt what it's like to feel awareness behind you. So from the rear wall, looking back at your body, and now you've come straight in through the heart and suddenly you're aware there's a warmth. There's actually a really deep, and deep down you know, and this is part of what this 
Lionsgate is about is about empathy. And it's also about having a really deep interconnectedness with all things, with human beings, with animals, with the planet, with and with planets beyond this planet. So you you asked about this Lionsgate. So if we just go into that for a moment and, and with a little bit more depth, this eighth day of the eighth month at 8 a.m. in when the moon's in eight degrees Aries in a um, Western chart, it's actually conjoining Chiron, uh, the healer. So this mm -hmm. is a time of great, great healing for the planet. And, and it's obvious we look all around us and that people are giving more attention to health and washing their hands and breathing in an appropriate way and having masks or whatever else that they're doing. And I'm here in Japan, which you could call a country of masks because people mm. naturally do that. So right. there is um, at exactly that point in time in both the Tibetan and Vedic traditions, it's in, in the Tibetan um, uh, in the Tibetan astrology, it's in what's called the 26th Tibetan Gyukar or Anamdru. And to translate that in easy terms, it's the goddess of healing, Sowe Lama, and also mm. Shepa Gyeje, the, the growing of knowledge and wisdom. So what it's really saying to us is this is a time of healing and this is a time for growing knowledge and wisdom in a different way. It's time that technology, which for so long has been focused on things of objects of destruction, actually turned its attention to technology that, that furthers knowledge and wisdom. And so we're not just talking about the political order devolving or dissolving, but we're also talking about the economic order, which where the you know the billions that of dollars still rest in the hands of the one percent and the world itself is not in balance so we the the growing of knowledge and wisdom and and where this is general knowledge so that in fact the economic order which quite naturally is actually starting to happen anyway because countries are starting to founder based on what's the based on the struggles that they're having to face in terms of propping up their own individual economies. And then it's not just the political order and the um, economic order, but it's also the way that we've created the world. We've created a world with divisions and countries and passports and all this kind of, all this fear-based. Uh, it's, no, it's not one humanity. We've created uh, anything but a one humanity. So the the, the 20, the, in, so in, in Tibetan terms, this is really about healing and the rise of knowledge and wisdom and the falling away of any other order that is trying to promote any kind of divisiveness or any kind of me, 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 or that kind of nationalism that really it, it's, it's time for that to end because that, that's yeah. a very, very old order. It's like, it's, it's even hard to imagine what we're doing on, an, on a planet that is even promoting that kind of thing because it is no longer about segmented humanity. We simply are not going to survive or evolve based on division. We survive based on one humanity. And that's, that's a natural thing. You know, if you go out into your neighbor, you only need to look at your local community to see how you engage. You engage with your neighbors. You, you try and connect. You engage, you've, if you've got a garden, you try to connect with that. You've got a family. So we need to start treating our entire humanity as one family and to get away from these, this idea of divisiveness, which is what our entire economy and political structures are built on. So the, in Vedic terms, this, is, this um, particular 
uh, eighth, you know, eighth day, eighth month, eight a.m. in and that the moon position is what's called the spiritual twenty seventh nakshatra or revati. Now that this is actually called in Vedic terms nourishment in the great womb of divine mother. So mm. particularly the as you know our planet is predominantly been run for a long time on patriarchal lines, right. and it's time for it to flip completely because it's so obvious where there are complete where, where there is not that balance and you you can look in politics you can look in sport you can look in a kind it doesn't matter where you look there is an imbalance that is no longer that that is no longer part of the new awakening the new awakening is all about balance and it is about the great womb of the divine mother so when you look at um what that means the great womb of the divine mother in vedic terms is connected with the female elephant and we know that when uh, Mahamaya, the mother of Gautama Buddha, had a dream of a white elephant, which basically meant she was going to conceive a child who'd become a world ruler or a mm. Buddha. And, and in the same way, this period of time, this Lionsgate is asking us to conceive Buddha childs or divine mother child, child or a Christ child in us who's going to become either a world ruler in terms of understanding the world as a, in its sense of oneness, or the Buddha, it meaning the Buddha within you that is capable, where you absolutely have that belief and confidence that you are capable of liberating others, even if it's simply through your love and kindness. And mm. so the that's that's what the symbol Revati means in the ancient you know Vedic scripts, and it's associated with a drum. Or uh, it, symbolically, it's called mridanga, and the the drum in Vedic scripture is actually to do with marking time. So this this period, this Lionsgate, is about like time's up, time's up, time to time to change, and it not only marks time, but it also marks timelessness. When we actually draw our attention to timelessness we understand that there is a vastness of space, as I was speaking about previously, um, to do with quantum physics. There's a vastness of space that is what we call divine mother's womb, like the, not just the womb of this planet, but the, the womb of the cosmos. Mm. And, and once we start to understand what suffering really is, we, we, begin to th we begin to understand that suffering arises from ignorance. And ignorance arises from the lack of understanding or of our own true nature, because our true nature is not based any longer on I. When you actually really dig into the heart of what we call the ego or the self or I, and you go into that invisible world within yourself and you look for I, it's nowhere to be find, found. It's, it's, it's literally unfindable. You cannot find or attach anything to I. In fact, it is a, a complete illusion. And yet we have based uh, our political systems, our economic systems, our educational systems on the sense of I. So it's time to free us all from suffering by understanding at a very young age how to reach into that I awareness, discover, inquire. This is, this is part of, if you look at... Uh, 
um, Buddhist traditions, this is part of what's called shamatha and vipassana, where you actually deeply inquire into the nature of being and suffering, and you discover there is no I. You cannot mm. find the I that has given rise to all the stories in your life, and yet you live from, we live from, uh, narrative self, which is full of stories, just full of the stories of our suffering, of our pain, of our grievances, of our um, blame. So it's time for all that to drop away. And we do that once we understand the true symbolism of Divine Mother's womb, which is this lion's gate um, energy, which is about timelessness, vastness of space, and the unity of empty clarity and bliss that, it's the, that is at the heart of our, our freedom. So when you dig deep and you can't find I, you can't find the ego, it literally doesn't exist. If you look in your heart, when you're really still, silent and spacious, what do you find? You find stillness, silence and spaciousness. You don't find stories. And once you realize that, there is a really, there is an aha that awakens you from your slumber, from the sleep you've been in, which is why the Buddha said, I'm awake, and why this has been used in so many traditions to, to talk about freedom or, or liberation or ascension or resurrection is literally you're waking up from a dream because you've thought this whole life that you've lived has been is filled with you know being born, living and dying. And so there's this complete illusion that you've created around that box because it literally is a box. We are fed that box from when we're born that this is kind of what life is all about. But it is so much more than that. And there is right within everybody's heart is this unity of empty clarity and bliss that can actually free people from all suffering. So the this lion's gate has at, at this particular point in time has Mercury as its ruling planet and with Venus exalted there. Now, it, it's an interesting fact that um, Einstein also had his natal Venus placed here. And during a Venus Dasha, and if we're reading this according to Vedic scriptures, he actually wrote the theory of relativity at this time. So this is literally like a time for changing technology, time for changing world orders, time for changing the, the way that we actually see ourselves. So the eye, the, the, the ego eye and the deeper eye and, and come much more into a state of presence and wisdom. And also about what are, what are our deepest connections? The part of Venus is connected with understanding music, dance, the sacred wisdom teachings. So if you're feeling drawn right at this time to, I mean, you, look, you, you really want to celebrate what is, is happening. And look, look at what's happened, you know, recently, like, a lot of our structures, you know, musicians couldn't um, couldn't hold concerts. Uh, you know, dancers couldn't get together in groups. The, there were just so many things that were that mm -hmm. people suddenly realized. Wow, I've actually got a really deep connection with this part of our planet, and yet I can't do it at this time. And so, um, musicians and and artists were actually forced to find really unique and new ways of connecting online, which was really quite amazing because of this deep connection and power we feel together like, like I do I'm a musician myself I do think music is an incredible uh it's it's like it's a sacred language symbolically mm -hmm. it allows you to touch universally uh language 
and symbolism and feelings, no matter what country you're from. It's, it's a perfect example of the unity of one humanity that's possible. We do it when we share music. And yet, for some reason, we don't do it on these other levels. We've separated out our other orders into very divisive structures, whereas music is a very, music and the arts particularly are, are very binding forces, as is sacred wisdom teachings and literature. They, they can be, they're translated in many languages, they're open to anybody. So there's, a, at this time, there's a really deep, overwhelming desire for people to feel and to know their true soul purpose. So you might even feel while you're listening to this that time is really short and that all your resources should be dedicated to this goal. So you, you might find yourself without a job or with less money than what you thought or, or just re more restricted. And when that happens, that's not necessarily a negative thing. It actually drives you or deeply drives you to know your, the truth of your existence and fulfill your spiritual potential. So there's a, there's a different kind of drive that's happening on our planet. And that is what, you know, I spoke about the economy. The, the drum that I met, Ravadi symbol is a drum. And it, it also symbolizes inner wealth. You know, for a long time, for yeah. our planet looks towards outer wealth. And yet you, there, there is this tremendous inner wealth, this power of intuitive gifts, this yeah. power of spiritual growth that, that really has to be developed in order to progress on the spiritual path. Um, and a good, a good personal example I have is that I was uh, I, I run a community along with Kevin Shaninger called, called Raising Our Vibration, and you can find it on RaisingOurVibration.net or there's a free community on Facebook uh, called Raising Our Vibration. And we're also connected with another community called Heart Mind Alchemy, and that which is also on Facebook. And there's a lot of people there who try and do wonderful work in there own ways to liberate humanity and we were in a group and we were sharing quite you know, a reasonably large group and we were sharing about how vulnerable we all felt at this time and how everybody was feeling the same fears mm -hmm. and i thought that, that that the opportunity at this time to share which is inner wealth to share what's really happening no matter how you know if it's good, that's okay. If it's not so good, that's okay. There, the 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 power of actually sharing this is actually liberating because you when, once you share it, you often don't share out of fear of thinking, oh well, you know, I'm supposed to be on the spiritual path, but actually, all I'm feeling is fear or uncertainty. We all feel like that. We all go through times like that, and that is the inner wealth because once you actually. Um, uh, once you actually reveal your, those inner obstructions or, or afflictions, I, an amazing inner wealth is revealed. It's the power to share and the power of our interconnectedness and the power of support. It's kind of like refuge or like, you know, seeking refuge in the Christ or seeking refuge in the Buddha. You, you actually realize you have a tremendous inner wealth and that that consciousness, the Christ consciousness or divine mother's consciousness is actually in us. It's not outside, it is in us all the time. So these intuitive gifts that start to reveal themselves are, are all to do with this coming back to one humanity, love, compassion, wisdom, joy, awareness. It's all to do with us sharing those deeper aspects of ourselves. And this that, that changes the way we see our world. We see that there are people out there just like us. I'm just like you. You're just like me. We're all part of this one humanity. We're all human beings who want love and we want to be free of suffering. 
So it's a really powerful time to be alive. And I think that's what people are definitely feeling. They want to shift it. They want to shift it fast. They don't want the old order. They don't want to go back to, you know, lots of people are talking about, let's go back to normal. No, we actually don't want the normal because the normal was based on division and the normal was based on complacency and the normal was based on a, an, on a lack of awareness because it was putting into power people in positions that clearly they were not able to handle. So we don't want that. That's a very old order. And it's time for people to wake up to the Buddha nature within. And when you, you know, when you start to actually look closely at the ancient traditions, they all say the same thing. For example, in the uh, Tibetan Buddhist cultures, Zogen and Mahamudra both talk about the ultimate view, which is that all of us have this Buddha nature. All of us. It doesn't matter what tradition you look. If you look at Christian mystics, they knew that all of us have this connection to God or this connection to Christ in us it's not outside us it's inside us in our heart in the heart of deep devotion it's the same in all traditions so really when you know that you have the Buddha nature and this is what Zogen and Mahamudra traditions say for example then there's nothing to meditate on there's no meditation there's no meditator you actually begin to realize that the ultimate view is about the nature of our the true nature of our own mind and heart at rest. It's actually so simple that mm. sometimes it's difficult for people to recognize that view because they're so used to being told that they have to be something or be somewhere or they should be on this social media or they should be doing this job. And in fact, once you understand that in the ultimate view, the, the, the real view, as, as everybody knows intuitively, is actually beyond words. So the emptiness is like the sky. When you look up into the sky, it's free, right? I've never seen the sky in trouble. I've never seen the sky in fear. It's actually free. It's, it's got that emptiness aspect, and the sun shines into it luminously. When you're in a state of really quite deep, peaceful, and relaxed meditation, and you're in the true nature of your mind, it is simply empty and luminous and filled with compassion, and f because you recognize that every human being wants to be free of the suffering, the same as you, we're all the same. And so you begin to start to realize that in this view, everything is impossible and it can make a huge impact on, on your experience, on your experience of life and on, the, on this new way of being, this new potential for one humanity where there is love and compassion for all sentient beings, all animals. We cannot go around abusing animals in any part of the world. It is time for technology connected to abusive animals to be obliterated and for us to come back to this kin kinship with the animal kingdom that we did used to have. And the same with the living essence and heart of this planet, Gaia. We saw what happened at the beginning of the coronavirus period when the pollution started to drop away and we could finally see the Himalayas from India, for example. It's, it's just, and the animals started to come back into different parts of the world where they'd, where they'd been pushed away. So it's time for, you know, the earth, the animals and all human beings to know that everybody's in each other's hearts because we're in them and they're in us. And that is the, that is the new awakening. When people start to realize that, they start to realize this is a time of change. 
Technology can no longer be used to destroy. It's time we dismantle we any weapon of destruction in whatever form, not just the actual physical weapons, but those kind of weapons in our mind, anything to do with games that play destructive games, destructive television, destructive movies, destructive weapons. It's all the same thing. It's all in my, you cannot say that anything is not affecting anything else. So it comes right. back to letting go of that, which is why the, the great womb of divine mother is not about any of that. So it's an era. This is a new era we're coming into. If we can see it, an era of technology of empathy, technology that alleviates suffering, technology of what's called in the Vedic traditions, mid, midru or soft nature. So it's like the wisdom of ancient cultures, the mystical, the merging of science and spirituality. Um, if you look at neuroscience, for example, they're making incredible inroads to, in order to understand the nature of the mind and heart from a scientific point of view. So this is a whole different time. If you're looking to, for guidance as to what to do, it's a time to take a retreat, even just for a short time, for a day. Take a retreat with your family. Just seek, seek a little bit of your own time rather than all the time looking for satisfaction outwardly. Look for it inwardly and seek the element of water because Ravadi is particularly about being able to be nurtured and soothing this empathic, sensitive nature that you naturally have. So touch that element of water. Go to, go to the ocean, take a bath, take a you know, foot bath, uh, soak, in, um, soak in a bath with lots of beautiful aromatic oils or, or insect, whatever it is that, that actually helps you to soothe. Because the new skills for the new world, like the visionary path, that we all have is about love, compassion, wisdom, and awareness in the heart. And you, all of you that are listening, you are protectors of your spiritual journey and you're protectors of humanity's spiritual journey, you know, both here on this planet and in other planets and in your journey to what lies beyond. So that, that was just uh, a little guidance that I hope has been useful to everybody listening. And, and it, it's your view. It, the view you have is of your heart and of the true nature of your heart and the true nature of your mind. So I hope that that part's been helpful. Uh, mm -hmm. You might have a question or two, Sonia, because I'm almost unstoppable sometimes. <laughs> allow me a little bit of space. I could, I could, I could go. <laughs> so, so I have to, people have to, I've done a lot of radio interviews over the years and I, I'm, uh, I, I do enjoy it and I have to remember to also be silent sometimes. So I'll be silent and I'm happy to do, you know, a transmission or an activation for everybody at whatever point. But you might well have some questions first. And once again, thank you for the honor of being able to share here. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There, there were so many points that you touched on. So incredible. A true teacher. Clearly transformative to listen to you because there was so many points where I was so deeply moved, deeply touched because it rang so true in my own life and what I'm working towards and striving towards, as well as a lot of other star seeds who are working on deep levels of healing right now, working with Mother Gaia, you know, really bringing in the Divine Mother energies through each and every one of us through grounding into the planet. And it's, it's been really expansive. What I wanted to share with you and the audience is that yesterday I was in a very deep somatic healing and um, a very, very tall, I uh, would say 12 to 15 foot goddess appeared in front and with a lion head. 
And later on, I and uh, wow, it was it was incredible. That is it. That is it. That is beautiful. You are truly blessed to have that uh, experience or visitation. Or that's beautiful. Son. It was it was beautiful because it actually had to do with a lifetime where I was uh, deeply violated, and so my lower aspects were merging. And here she appeared. And so I wanted to maybe have your insights as to Lionsgate with, again, lion face, right? And, and that could go to ancient Egypt when we're talking about Sirius. We're talking about connecting with our ancient roots. We're talking about bringing in the ascended masters, knowing that these things are happening for divine reason because those energies are coming through us right now. Mm. And we're anchoring these grids. And... Uh, Later on, I was speaking to a friend because, again, the ego wants to say, well, it's this, it's this, it's that. And I didn't do that. I welcomed it. Thank you. I understood it. I was trying to integrate with it. And later it was, um, I was told it's Sekhmet. So I was wondering I, if you could I, speak. <laughs> well, I, I was just going to confirm that for you. I was going to say the very first, now, as soon as you said 12 to 15 foot light, you know, Sekhmet was the obvious one because Sekhmet is the Egyptian goddess of of plagues and healing right and you yes. could look at coronavirus as being somewhat along that line that basically this is something we brought upon ourselves because it is one humanity we are actually responsible for this wherever it's happening where however we deal with it all over the world i i come from new zealand although i'm living in japan you know there have been very different responses based on the collective consciousness in different different parts of the world new zealand is one that's done a pretty good job as far as collectively of mm. looking at this so segment was actually because of you know, plagues and healing, Egyptian goddess of the sun, there is, you're right there. I mean, she, she is definitely one of the most powerful when she's come into the, come to, into the, my presence when I've been either meditating or connected with her in the past. It, it's, you know, one of the most powerful presences. And I think it's to say, because she literally, if you've got obstructions or afflictions, she destroys them. You know, she, she literally takes them away from you. And it's, it's like some of the great uh, Buddha figures, like, for example, Vajrasattva has the most incredible way of being able to take away all obstructions because of the extraordinary power of that consciousness. And Sekhmet has the ability to actually obliterate any obstruction, to, to, to take it away from you. So I think particularly in this time, if you mm. are out there and you're listening and you get that you either feel that presence, sense that presence, or see her, or are visited by her. I mean, that's a, that's a wonderful portent. It's a wonderfully auspicious sign that now's the time to let go of it. You know, if you've got lower chakra issues, sure, she's that's because she was also connected with you know wars and destruction. That really deep physical, you know, muladhara chakra right down there in the base of the spine. You know, the that's that's a very powerful energy to work with the power of segment is is much like you know the uh, lioness is about fear and strength and courage so it's about if you look at tarot cards it's like tarot card mm -hmm. tarot card eight where you're which it where you're looking at the power of what what is what is the what are the last vestiges of fear in that eye in that self that you've been generated from that, generating mm. from this life or wow. karmic, karmic traces from last life? But she is there to say, time to let that go. You just yes. have to honor me. You just have to 
you know, it's like supplication, you know, where you literally get down and bow, you, you surrender, you bow to the, the force that is segment actually within you, but she appears externally. It's like uh, any one of a number of uh, ancient rituals from all the traditions, the goddesses or the Buddhas or, the, or whoever would appear in front to begin with. And then the ritual actually teaches you to take that um, being or consciousness in front and draw that up over in the crown, over the crown, merge that being into light, draw it down with nectar into the heart and then dissolve that into yourself so that you become that, so that you, she, she comes bearing that kind of gift, which is the gift of really deep awareness of mm. the power of being able to let go of those kind of obstruct, like you were talking about, abuse or, you know, really painful past to do with those lower chakras uh, where she she is is the healing goddess in that terms because she does deal so incredibly with the, the base chakra. Mm -hmm. So I think, and, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. What a wonderful opportunity and gift you were given. Thank you. There was a massive trans transformation and uh, I would say transmutation that took place and it was truly a blessing and it wanted to come through in our conversation today so thank I'm, you for that i'm i'm <laughs> look i'm i'm so grateful because i think that she uh not you know as the sun goddess it's like that that power can be really literally burning it's it's like she it's like flat she in in the aspect of the sun goddess she was also known as neset which mean, literally means flame like a divine flame so, so quite i often, tell you yeah. So what I want to share before I wanted to interrupt you real quick, what came out of her mouth was like dragon fire, ah, dragon there. fire and flames. Oh, there you go. So that's exactly, exactly that. So it's like you're being, you're being shown on, you know, symbolically on a number of different aspects that that is, you know, that the, the heat or the flame of it's, it's the flame of cleansing and purification. I mean, that's, mm. that's from, Fantastic. What a what an amazing sign. Because mm, I think the dragon, you. you know, the dragon fire is literally <laughs> my daughter, she's only five. She said, Dada, Dada, I've decided she looks she wants to be Babu or Buddha. Uh, mm. she wants she wants to have a rainbow body and a golden body. But then yesterday she said, Dada, I've decided I actually think I like dragons now, so I'm gonna be a dragon body, you know, oh. a ra a rainbow dragon body, but and her favorite kind of dragon is a, is a blue dragon. Now it's interestingly interesting that symbolically mm -hmm. dragons were connected to serpents and serpents were connected to the ancient Naga or Sanat Kamara and the serpents of wisdom, which is mm -hmm. a very ancient, ancient tradition. And wow. so there is this merging of awareness, all connected with your, your flame, the divine flame of purification. Dragons were that symbol. They're, they're, not, just, uh, they're not just external consciousness. Mm -hmm that we can tap into, but they are very literally internal. As you see right across, you know, Chinese traditions and Taoism as the, the, the dragons of Tibet, the dragons of many, many ancient cultures were used in rituals, just like they were in Egypt for um, alchemy and, and for purification. So it's, a, it's incredible that you saw that because that is because segments other name or other name in, in ritual was Nesset, which means flame. So it's like mm -hmm. you're tapping in to all those lives where you've had this connection with 
the powerful one, which is what segment translates mm. to. So yeah. I'm really, Thank really you. honored. Oh, I'm, I'm honored to be in your presence of one who knows segment because that's, <laughs> that's really, you know, it's truly what, what it, this is about. I mean, if we, if we actually saw what is within our awareness, our consciousness, each and every human being, then we'd see, you know, above the crown of every human being, we'd see a Sekhmet or we'd see a Buddha or we'd see a Christ. We would literally walk like Mother Teresa said, seeing the Christ in every person that we came across. Mm. So if you saw everybody as Sekhmet, as a, you know, divine flame, as an empowering one, right, we'd change, we'd change the course of the planet. Absolutely. And we'd probably get, we'd probably be visited a lot more often by this kind of consciousness. Whereas if we're in fear or if we're in I consciousness, which is all about me, 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 then there's very little, uh, little room for any of these deities or consciousness or aspects of our, of the one awareness to actually reach out. Right. So, and, and I feel that people have to get through a couple layers of the veil and remove initially. I mean, I had to remove so many layers of fear and darkness and alchemize it to be able to receive these very clear transmissions. Right. I feel that if, if people are, you know, again, it's a progression of consciousness. Sometimes it could take a minute. Right. Sometimes it could just you're big, literally life-changing right now. I know that there's a lot of people waking up and shift has hit the fan, <laughs> you know? And they're just like, what the so heck true. happened? Yeah. What the heck happened? And I'm going, hey, guess what? There's a lot of us who have already been there that are like here. Our antennas are like loud and clear. Like I'm here to assist you, right? And And how amazing is it to be on this platform this internet platform where we can reach so many people mm. and all over the world, right? Just like you and I are connecting right now. It, it is fabulous. It is truly, it's like a wonder. I mean, that's the way it should be used is to reach out to people and to reach out to people with awareness yes. and to reach out and give people courage. Like this is segment again, right? Give people courage and dispel all fear. I mean, that's what you can do with the power of uh, segment consciousness amazing. or awareness so beautiful so, so there you go. you've been you've been handed a path you've been your uh podcasts are going to take the role of courage and fearlessness and paving the way for people to stand up and and be this new awakened being so Absolutely. i think that's, i think that's magic that's really beautiful thank indeed. you <laughs> so i know that you would like to do a transmission we have uh, about 10 minutes Oh, sure. Ten minutes would be perfect. I'll yeah. I'll do it in about I'll do it in about five or six, and then we can. That would be perfect, and I would love to have you back for anyone. Um, I will leave all of Stefan's information in the show notes, and we'll blast it on our social medias with uh, multiple channels, so uh, you know it won't be hard for you to find him. <laughs> Thank you indeed. Well, once again, it's been a truly great honor. So I'll get you just briefly now to do this very short transmission. So this is the transmission of Divine Mother and the Rainbow Light. So it's very simple. And I'll get you wherever you are. If you're driving, you might want to stop and pull over. And if you're at home, you might want to just sit in a chair or sit cross-legged. Or if you're lying down and listening to this, that's absolutely fine. Whatever, Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just make this space sacred so that you're in a receptive state and just feel your feet flat on the ground 
Perhaps your hands are resting on your legs or in your lap, and your spine's straight, as straight as it can be, however you're sitting, and your chin's gently tucked, and it's like there's a string pulling your head upwards towards the ceiling, and you close your eyes. And to begin, we're going to do a simple breath, which helps you to relax deeply, because it activates the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic nervous system. You're going to breathe in for a count of four, two, three, four, just aware of the breath, and breathe out a long exhalation for a count of eight, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We'll do that two times more. Breathe in for a count of four, two, three, four. And this time, breathe out with love and compassion to all beings for a count of eight, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Breathe in with deep gratitude for everything, everything that's in your life. Two, three, four. And now breathe out a long exhalation for a count of eight with love and compassion for all beings. Three, four, five. Just center now in your heart. And to do this, just imagine awareness all around you. Now imagine that you extend the awareness out in front. Feel it. And now up over your crown. Feel it above your crown. Now shift your awareness out and over the back as if you're looking at yourself sitting in the chair or lying down or wherever you are. And now bring the awareness straight through and into your heart. Feel your awareness in your heart. So you've unhooked it from your head and it's sitting down in your heart. And you just simply want to clear the obstructions in your body. And so whether it's Christ or Buddha or Divine Mother or Sekhmet, whoever it is, just say, by the power of Divine Mother, be gone. And feel all those obstructions, all those worries, any fears, just simply dissolving, disappearing. And a second time, by the power of Divine Mother, be gone. And you feel them dissolving. It's as if they just do not exist. There's no you, there's no fear, there's just simply love. And then a third time, by the power of Divine Mother, be gone. And you see this light begin to radiate out from your heart. You feel like rainbow light from your heart, filling your heart, and the light fills your body. Feel as if every molecule in your body is filled with light. Whether you see it, whether you feel it, maybe you just sense it. It's absolutely fine. You feel the space within you and all around you, and you feel the space unfolding now as if it's lit by light, rainbow light or clear light, out into the room and into the space beyond that, and then into this world, and then beyond that still, and then beyond that too, into pure lands or other worlds or other star systems, perhaps home planets, and then beyond that too. And now in front of you, I want you to bring to mind one person, one special person, a loved one, a pet, could be father, mother, friend, partner, and see them in front of you and see them with the same light that's in your heart right this moment. And from your heart, you shine out a beam of light to their heart, and it touches their heart, and it transforms their heart. 
and it fills their heart with wonder and they are transformed into a divine mother or into a divine Christ and they in turn transform and shine the light back to you. Oh, and it touches your heart and it fills your heart and your heart feels magnificent and it expands and now you shine the light back to your loved one and you see their heart magnified by your own light and their light in turn shines back to you and now you shine that light out in front to the right behind you to your left below you and above it transforms and shines and liberates the entire world you see it shine out beyond this world and liberate worlds beyond this and dimensions beyond this one and then what lies beyond that now you bring your attention back into the heart give deep thanks to divine mother to all the masters and guides to all the ascended masters archangels bodhisattvas whoever or whatever it is that protects you give deep thanks and dedicate this practice for the benefit of all sentient beings on this planet and all planets in this system and all star systems in this cosmos and all being gently open your eyes keeping the same awareness this awareness this timeless awareness this changeless awareness this infinite awareness this pure awareness, pure awareness of bliss, compassion, wisdom, joy. And carry that with you wherever you go throughout your day. Love and blessings and thank you so deeply for your practice and your presence in my life. And I dedicate all benefits from my practice to all of you. Mm. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on today. It's truly an um, honor. For me too. For me, it's a real honor always. So thank you so much, Sonia. Everyone, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. Love and bliss. Thank you so much for taking the time and tuning in today. Hopefully you learned some valuable tools. And if you need more inspiration, health or transformational coaching, or spiritual mentoring sessions, please visit www.depthfuljourney.com and you can find more ways to connect with Sonia there. Stay tuned for the next episode and please don't forget to share, like, and subscribe.